Most of you, especially those uh, that we live stream this nine o'clock mass to each day, are used to seeing uh, one of two other priests other than me, and never used to seeing me unless I'm concelebrating behind here. And that would be Father Chris Alar and Father Cass Fowick are usually here. Today, this morning I'm a, a quite late replacement. Um, so the homily today will be probably, in the viewers' minds anyway, maybe something less than what they're used to. Certainly Father Chris is teaching, uh, which is outstanding by almost all accounts. And I've heard it myself, and I think his teaching is outstanding. His teaching about the church. Myself, I, and when I do celebrate Mass and have the homily, I, I normally prepare it the night before. Well, I, had no, I didn't know I was going to be the main celebrant this morning and do the homily. So, But uh, everything's okay. There's nobody, I don't think, uh, uh, hurt or ill. I'm just a last-minute substitute for, I'll find out later why. So bear with me, please. Uh, I usually preach and talk about the gospel itself, uh, giving a take on it or explaining it to some degree to, to the good people in the pews. Uh, but primarily, and I do that primarily because uh, the Gospels, today is from St. Mark. During the week, we've been hearing from St. Luke. And for three months during the week, we heard from St. Matthew. But, so you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, who are the synoptic Gospel writers. And then you have St. John uh, with his own very special Gospel. But the Gospels are Jesus' teaching. They're, they're the telling to us of his three-year ministry on earth uh, from the age of 30 to 33. And so when we listen to the Gospels, when we read them, even at home, as maybe we should, or some of you may take the little booklets every month that, that has the Mass in it and the, and the readings for the Mass, and you can read the Gospel for yourself. It's Jesus' teaching right up to the point where, and he even late in all of the Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels, and in John's, um, was trying to let the, his closest disciples, the apostles, he called them, uh, let them know that he was going to be persecuted, he was going to be uh, crucified, he was going to be put to death by the leaders of the, of the Jewish faith, the Pharisees, the scribes, the elders of the church at that time of the Jewish religion. So we need to pay attention to them because this is, we're being taught through the church by Jesus every Sunday, if you can't make the weekday masses. But it would be good if you had those booklets to read each day. If you can't go to mass during the, during the week, which is not required, you can at least read the gospel reading and the other readings. We heard from St. James this morning, too, New Testament reading from the letter of St. James. It's important to pay attention, to listen, to, uh, to meditate on it, to concentrate on it. I once had a priest tell me that 
I don't remember if it was in, I think it was in seminary, the people should never leave the church after hearing you preach or after just, even if they weren't paying attention to your homily, they at least need to pay attention to the readings and the gospel so that they don't leave and go back to their cars thinking exactly the same way about themselves as they did when they came in. That made sense to me. In other words, you, I, in preparing homilies and reading the, the readings and the gospels, we are to learn something. We're to take something from it. It's what Jesus intended when he walked this earth with the 12. And it wasn't just the 12. We know there were hundreds, maybe thousands of others who became his followers and who went along after him. The 12 were his closest friends, his closest disciples, and he would call them apostles and send them out to preach the gospel that he was proclaiming, the good news. And it is good news. Sometimes we trouble over these readings and it's like, gosh, that sounds a little maybe harsh or unfair or, but if you listen carefully and if you know the goodness, the pure goodness, the pure mercy that was then and is still today, our Lord Jesus Christ, then you wouldn't be afraid of what he tells us, what he asks of us, indeed what he requires of us, and it's all in the Gospels. And he has help from St. James, St. Peter, certainly Paul, St. Paul, with their writings uh, also from the New Testament. And he came, remember, to fulfill God's word that we hear in the Old Testament. He's the fulfillment of God's words and teachings and demands of the Israelite people in the Old Testament. God the Father used the prophets to help him spread the word, give the word to the people, Moses, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, others, Isaiah. So then Jesus comes, and for three years he walks the earth teaching, never going more than about, uh, I don't think, over about 200 miles in walking in uh, what is Israel, what was then Israel. So it's good for us, and this is where I normally draw my homilies from, and, and I'm drawing this one just by talking about them in general. Specifically today, this gospel from St. Mark, uh, we're, we're given what's going on. I like to think we should try to put ourselves into the picture, into the movie in our mind, to have a movie of Jesus and the disciples on their way walking uh, towards the Sea of Galilee. And we hear that now he's working, according to Mark, and this is his chapter seven, verses 31 to 37. Mark is telling us of what he heard, what he was taught, and Mark was alive during this. He was a younger boy, but he was one of the followers. He tagged along with Peter and uh, helped Peter with notes and things so that Peter later could write his letters. Mark tells us today about a miracle where our Lord is, is on the road and people bring him a deaf man. And at this point, people, it's still fairly early 
in Mark's gospel, and it's earlier in maybe the first year, year and a half of Jesus's uh, ministry of his three years on earth. And so, but people are already hearing about our Lord. They've heard much about him. Some have even witnessed miracles already. So they bring him this deaf man with the speech impediment because they know Jesus, they know of his love and mercy. They've seen him or heard about him and they know he will probably do something for this man. They beg him actually, please lay your hand on him. And then Jesus, interestingly enough, takes the man off to the side, away from everybody, away from the crowd. And he does something demonstra demonstratively, it's easy for me to say, demonstratively, he put his finger into the man's ears and spitting, he touched on his fingers, then he touches the man's tongue. Now nobody's apparently around to see this. So why is Jesus demonstrating to this man? Why is he doing this physical thing? Really all he had to do was say, receive your hearing and dismiss the speech impediment. So why is he doing this, making this demonstration? And then while he's doing it, he says the words, be opened. Some scripture scholars believe, if I'm remembering correctly, because this isn't my own idea, but I've often, and this goes back to us, you and me both, reading and contemplating and listening and, and thinking about what we're hearing and reading in the gospels. It should raise some questions. We should want to then investigate or look a little more or read some more about it or figure out why this happened the way it did. So today, uh, Jesus did this demonstration without even a lot of people around. In fact, he took the man away from the crowd. So it's kind of a private thing going on here. He did it to demonstrate to the man that he can touch, that his ministry, his love, his kindness is about touch. It is about doing something concrete rather than just saying, be opened. He wants the man to see this. And Mark wants us to hear about it, which is why he writes this. Luke, Matthew, John, they want us to be there in the picture and even as I'm talking, I, I can see myself sitting there being the third person in this event, in this, what's going on here, witnessing it, watching it. That makes it more concrete up here, doesn't it? Just like for the man, the deaf man with the speech impediment, having Jesus actually touch his tongue, put his fingers in his ears. It's, do, it's a doing, it's an action. And loving your neighbor is a doing. Loving your neighbor, which we're all supposed to do, is an action, it's a doing. It's not just, it can be just words. We help our neighbor and show love for our neighbor by how we converse with them, or even just how we listen without saying a word, because maybe that's all they need in the moment. But that's a doing too. Jesus demonstrated how he could heal.
And we need to demonstrate how we can help heal by our doing, by our hugging, even a handshake or a nod of the head or a verbal, I know what you mean. Empathy, not just sympathy, but putting yourself in the other's place. Then he says, he ordered them not to tell anyone. Jesus wasn't really ready. These were all close up and personal things, even for his closest disciples. Now he explained a lot of things to them. He had to. He was going to send them out as apostles to preach the good news. They had to know everything or as much as they could absorb. And frequently they didn't. Those 12 guys didn't absorb. But he kept, Jesus always patiently kept telling them. He didn't really want, he wanted people to see and to hear the word through other people like this man. And of course they all run off and start proclaiming how wonderful he is, even though he, he says, don't tell anyone. He knows what they're going to do. The more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. So the word gets out. He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. He continues to do all things well. He does all things well through these gospels where he speaks himself and in the letters of Paul and James, John and the others, they speak well of him. They even explain to us additionally what Jesus was about and what we're to be about. Jesus came here to die for us so that we could have redemption, so that we could choose. The redemption's there because he died for that. But we then need to choose to be redeemed. That's our part. We can turn down the gift. We can walk away from it. We can deny it. And many people are doing that today all around us, denying him. He doesn't want to lose not one soul, so he's always there for us to turn to. And we have his church, the church he founded. We heard about that recently in the Gospels, in the weekday masses. We have the church to guide us. That's what he left behind of himself when he ascended and went back to heaven to his Father. So let us remember that. He still does everything well, all things. And he will do all things for us if we trust him, if we ask him, if we seek him, and if we don't give up too quickly. We are weak. We need him. He wants us to acknowledge that we need him and turn to him always in that need. He'll fix it in his time and in his way, because he said he would. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. 
Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.